Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of ourselves each and every day. Today, I have an amazing guest with me. I'm super, super excited to have Ashton Wiesner. She is the owner of Vital Flow Cleansing Center. She is also an advanced level IAC certified colon hydrotherapist and an internal cleansing specialist. She has a coaching program going on. She's an amazing, beautiful space here in Arcata. Hello, Ashton. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm super excited to have you. We have so much to talk about. Let's start off with how you came to Humboldt. I came to Humboldt because I was looking to get as far away from the rural southern town <laughs> in Georgia that I grew up in oh as my possible. Gosh, you're from Georgia. I am. And so I had heard California was maybe the place for me. So I found Humboldt State. I was in school at the time and transferred out here. I fell in love with the Redwoods. I fell in love with the North Coast and all of the things that Humboldt had to offer. And I came here for school and then really grew and blossomed in this place in a way I couldn't have imagined anywhere else and fell in love with our community. Where in Georgia are you from? (laughs) I am from the foothills of North Georgia, about two hours outside of Atlanta in the first mountain town. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wait, and then uh, your mom's out here now too. So how did that happen? You just brought her out here? So my parents came to visit me twice in the first year that I lived here (laughs) and they said, wow, no wonder you're so happy. And they moved here a couple years later. Okay. Okay. Because I've known you for quite some time, like six or seven years. Your mother and I were talking the other day and I just, I had no idea. For some reason, I just thought you guys were from around here. So that's very exciting. So you were coming here for school then? I was. And then you wrangled your family in. But like, what were you going to school for at the time? Um, At the time, I was actually a pre-nursing student. And then I was. And then life experience and all kinds of things kind of came together and had me pivot. And ultimately, I got my degree in psychology, which was previously my minor, and a minor in multicultural studies. Good for you. I can totally see you in all of those fields, for sure. I can definitely see it. So what pulled you in from doing that? into now doing what you're doing and what's there I mean there's probably a lot in between as well so tell us that story absolutely so I think it really all began with coming to California I wasn't very healthy throughout my youth 
And I moved to California and just in wanting to get immersed in everything that was California, I immediately started eating better. I started eating at this place that when I first said, I was like, oh, the coop, which I now know to be the co-op um, <laughs> because we didn't have those where I came from. And right. so I immediately started eating healthier and really getting immersed in all the things that Arcata had to offer and learning about alternative healing and wellness. And so my journey kind of began there where my health just started getting better and I wasn't even trying. Mm -hmm. I was just eating different. I went from not eating a lot of fast food where I used to come from to barely eating it at all into not eating it ever Mm -hmm. throughout the course of that transition. And then after graduating and doing a lot of soul searching and I left the community a couple of times, explored some other places, but Humboldt just always kept calling me back. And throughout those years, I was diving deeper and deeper into my own personal health journey. And I went to visit a friend and who I knew to be a pretty unhealthy guy. And he looked incredible. His skin was glowing. He was radiant. And I said, what are you doing? What was he doing? colonics <laughs> really he was doing colon hydrotherapy and when he first told me that I was like Ugh, I don't know I don't want to do that mm-hmm. and then over the course of our brunch he basically had me convinced I had to give it a try so I went I got that first colonic I saw the stuff that exited my body the way that I felt afterwards and I was like oh my gosh I have to do more of this and then through the journey of doing more of it I had that aha moment of This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to help other people find this kind of healing and support in their body. I, at that point, had done a lot of different kinds of therapies and modalities and explored a lot, and I had never found anything that really dropped me into my body in the way that colon hydrotherapy did. Why do you think that is? What do you think the drop-in? What is that about? I think that when we start getting into our pathways of elimination, we store things on so many levels. We store them on very physical levels, on energetic levels, on emotional levels. And when all of a sudden I started experiencing this release of this old stagnant matter that I believe to have also had all of those other layers attached to it, I literally felt high. I floated out of that first session. And I was extremely apprehensive beforehand. I was really intimidated. I was really nervous, borderline petrified before I went and had that first (laughs) session. I did not know what I was getting myself into. And that's a common feeling. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's something I really work to help people guide through in the experience in my practice is I understand it's an intimidating process and everyone is to some degree at least a little apprehensive. So I try to make a very safe, comfortable, clear container for them to come into and leave whatever it is that they no longer need behind. And we don't always know what that's going to be until we're right smack dab in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. You can come with one intention and then all of a sudden you start releasing and next thing you know, you're crying or laughing or wanting to yell. And all of those are welcome. It's so interesting that you say that. Okay, I have a million questions for you now. That just opened up so many things. The crying and the yelling seem pretty normal for people when they're releasing. You know, for our listeners, they can probably really tune into, oh, I've, I've released something. I'm crying. That's pretty common. But the laughing, 
you know, that is my release. When I do kundalini yoga, whenever feeling uncomfortable, that is my type of mechanism to, I guess, to mask that uncomfortability or something. I don't know. What, what do you say to that? Oh, absolutely. It's a form of release. And I think it's a really powerful one. I believe it to be excellent medicine. <gasps> like there's nothing like <laughs> that deep belly laughter okay. as being some of the best medicine. I really, truly believe that. And so... Not that we're comparing any of them, but that makes me feel so much better. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to get into that deep state of laughter. It's so free. Can you tell us what some people go through? I mean, not to frighten the listeners in any ways, but to make them even feel more comfortable maybe? Yeah, absolutely. It really is a full spectrum. I have some people that come in and they do their session and it's just kind of like in and out and they feel great afterwards and they're like, okay, great, thanks, I'm out. And I have other clients that really, really drop into maybe some old traumas or old wounds or things that they're really trying to process in their life and then are able to let go of and will end up crying a lot throughout Mm -hmm. the process of the session or will end up having that kind of uncontrollable laughter. And Mm -hmm. the whole goal for me is to just create a container, create a space where people can show up however they are, whatever that looks like, not needing to have a history in their healing journey, doesn't need to be in a place where they're ultra clean, quote unquote, or living some kind of raw vegan lifestyle. They can show up at the very beginning of their journey on a bad day or on a good one and try to work some of the things out of their being that they've got. That's incredible. I love this. I love that you're doing that. So for the listeners that might not understand, you know, some of our vocabulary or terminology that are so so common here, but when you talk about storing old stagnation, you used that statement earlier. Tell the listeners what you mean by that. I mean, obviously the physical, you know, blockage of your bowels, that is what you're removing, but you're talking on a deeper level than just that. So can you give us a little more information on that piece? Yeah, absolutely. On the very physical level, it's estimated that the average person has about 7 to 10 pounds of impacted fecal matter in what? their body. Yes. Our colon is very stretchy and has the ability to nook into all of these pockets and crevices. They're like little bubbles. They're called hostras and stuff nooks into those crannies, dehydrates, dries, putrefies, and lives there essentially forever until something comes along and helps to work that out. And so within that, all this old stagnant matter, you come into what kind of traumas or experiences are you feeling emotionally in your life? How does that relate into muscle memory? How does that then store itself in your body? Then you also get into our energetic levels of the things that we have going on all around us that we maybe are attuned to or not, and it can make its way into your body. There are maps out there that some people believe that most of our emotional centers are actually stored in our colons. Absolutely. I have that on the wall in the therapy space that I show all my patients every single time. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll take a picture of it and put it on our Instagram. Instagram because it's very fascinating. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, then when we're doing the session, it includes having water come into the body and kind of soften and loosen that material. You hold the water as long as comfortably possible. And then when we release, if it's all right with the client, then I do abdominal massage. So I'm really working on the gut and really kind of working to move and loosen and dislodge any of that matter, as well as move that energetic space. 
So when we're holding that energetic space, sometimes people are aware of that and sometimes they aren't, but it's definitely always happening all around. Absolutely. Just depending on what level of consciousness a person is, correct? What are signs that maybe this is happening, that there is stagnation there? For the listeners, if they're wondering if this is a good fit for them, how would you go about suggesting that it's time to do something like that? Uh, Hydrocolon therapy session with you or something? Well, I am of the belief that it can benefit most people at most times. There are some things that are contraindicated. And so when someone first comes to the office, the first thing that we do is we sit down, we do an intake form, we make sure that there aren't any of those contraindications. And then we also talk about their health history. We talk about their diet and their lifestyle because those are huge components that play into all of this. So after we do that intake, I also really like to talk about what are their goals. Mm -hmm. I believe that it's really important to meet someone with where they're at and where they want to be, as opposed to it just being my projections of where I think that they should maybe go. I mean, there's definitely times where I make encouraging comments as to places that I think that they could improve, but it's really about where their goals are. But to answer your question, sluggishness in the being, tired fatigue, feeling headachey, or feeling brought down in your energy levels. A lot of times people don't realize that they're running at a less than optimum speed Mm -hmm. until all of a sudden they experience a more optimum speed. And they're like, whoa, I didn't even realize that I was running low. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people experience once they start clearing their pathways of elimination, that they have more energy, they feel lighter and clearer in their body. And then that comes back to all of those other levels. People sometimes experience more clarity in their emotions, more clarity in their connection with source. And it's a wonderful opportunity to go in and start to loosen and remove this stuff that's preventing some of your nutrient absorption, preventing your body from being able to run the most optimally. And then from a very physiological level, when we look at what is the colon ultimately doing, it's the main exit transit for waste out of the body. And what so many people don't realize is that our other major organ system filtration systems utilize the colon as that main exit. So our lymphatic system, very, very important system, ultimately drains to the colon. Our liver, when it has something that it wants to get rid of, ultimately drains to the colon. So when the colon is sluggish and has this matter that's backed up in it, you're not able to have the release of those other toxins and things that the body is trying to get rid of. It gets caught up in that system and then can have, in a process known as auto-intoxication, the reabsorption of that toxic matter back into the bloodstream, circulated back through the body, which is the exact opposite of what we're wanting to do. Exactly. So we want to help boost those other systems with all the support that they're giving our body all the time by keeping that channel clear. So that way the body can release all of the things that it's looking to ultimately get rid of. What is a post for you? What are you giving? What are you suggesting? And I'm sure everyone's different, but you know, kind of the basics of what you would give someone. So after the session, I take them back to the big comfy chair that they started in. I have this fabulous big comfortable chair in my office that I always bring people back in and check back in with them. How are you feeling? Did you have much more release? Where are you at? Where are you looking to go? And in that conversation, I talk some about things that I think could maybe be helpful for them with some dietary shifts or hydration. Hydration is key. Yes. 
It's one of the most important things that we can do for our body and for our being. And it's so simple, yet somehow so hard because we mm-hmm. keep having to keep up with it every single day. We got to mm-hmm. start back over and do it all over again. And so in order for the colon to run most optimally, your body needs to be really well hydrated. So I coach almost everyone on hydration and really trying to encourage that they put back into their body the things that are supportive for them. I also talk with people about the importance of probiotics and re-inoculating the body because our microbiome is so important to our overall well-being. And I mean, we're still barely scratching the surface even with science with what we know and understand about the microbiome. But what we do know is that it is so vital to so many of our functions, especially our colon. I love this. I love that you're doing so much and you're being so proactive with each client. Can you tell the listeners what the microbiome is? Because I think it's very important for them to understand and what that is in the body and how to um, repair that. Absolutely. So the microbiome is all of the bacteria, hopefully mostly beneficial, but also some unbeneficial bacteria that we have stored in our body. We are completely inhabited as we well need to be in order to run optimally with bacteria, tons of them, Mm -hmm. trillions of bacteria in our body that are essential for us to thrive. Mm -hmm. So by re-inoculating, we're reintroducing more of those good bacteria and the good bacteria help to fight the bad bacteria. And there's so much research that's coming out as to the effect that that has on our brain chemistry, on our mental health, on so much beyond just our gut health. But when you're looking at the gut specifically, when your microbiome is out of balance or is depleted, everything in your gut runs less optimally. Of course, that makes sense, right? And what do you think? Here's just a little throw out there. What do you, cause I know this one's going to blow up. What do you think about antibiotics? <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, I just had to ask. I think that there are some wonderful things that we have come up with, with modern science. And okay. I think that antibiotics have a very, important place sometimes in some situations. I know you have However, to say that for liability. We understand that. <laughs> However, I do think that I mean, they in relation been, to gut health. I think that they have been very much overprescribed and I think that they have really destroyed many people's microbiomes and created a lot of opportunity for chronic illness. Okay. So someone who has had, you know, I even say one run of antibiotics in their life even just one, they need to rebuild their friendly flora within their gut intestinal health. Would you agree with that? Would you say, you know, the more that you've done, the more maybe clonics you need to do or the more probiotics you need to do or the more you need to work with your microbiome? I mean, what would you suggest? I am of the belief that everyone, whether you've done antibiotics or not, needs to be regularly re-inoculating. I am a huge proponent of fermented foods. Quality fermented foods are an excellent way to be re-inoculating with that good bacteria. Taking quality probiotic supplements also a really excellent way because yes, we have things like antibiotics that totally wipe that out, but then also just functioning in our modern times. Mm -hmm. And with so many of the things that are currently a part of our food systems and the things that we're consuming in everywhere Mm -hmm. down to the air that we breathe the water that we drink our modern world is one that is combative to a lot of our beneficial bacteria the foods that we're eating are just so different than the foods we were eating a hundred years ago and people who are against the hydrocolon therapy the question is 
or the the statement rather is that we our bodies eliminate on their own. And so can you speak to that? Sure. Our bodies do eliminate on their own. However, they don't eliminate everything on their own. And I think in our modern times, in our both as the experience of a human in our modern times and how busy we are, our lifestyles, we are not as active as we once were. Back to 100 years ago, working out in the fields or in these different places, moving our bodies more, the amount of stagnation that is just a part of our society and the kinds of foods that we're eating has led to a lot of stagnation within the body and within the gut. The things that our systems are bombarded with at all times have really created an environment where it's good to give the body a little help sometimes. And I have just experienced myself such profound healing through opening my pathways of elimination. I have experienced incredible feedback from clients of mine as far as their positive experiences and the ways that it's helped their bodies and people from a whole wide spectrum People with issues like chronic constipation, all the way to people that I see regularly who are battling Lyme's disease and Epstein-Barr and having issues with their thyroid and various autoimmune diseases and really experiencing a tremendous amount of support when they're regularly being proactive to cleanse their body and keep those pathways of elimination open so all those other systems can work more optimally. It makes so much sense, right? Whenever we're actually, our bodies are doing what it's meant to do and we're taking good care of ourselves, then it's almost like we give the body a restart. And I love this idea. And you answered it in such an eloquent way, and I appreciate that about you. Can you share with us a little bit more about some of the other things that you're doing in your space? Because I know that you're doing coaching programs now, lymphatic drainage technique that you do that I absolutely love. I've done it myself. And you also have the ionic foot bath. And I think that you're like the only one in the region that is doing all of the things that you're doing. Is this correct? Answer all those questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm going to start with the electrolymphatic drainage. It is a really awesome piece of equipment. And so essentially what it does is it works with electricity, sound and light frequency, and negative ionization. So I... I gently massage your body with a wand that's emitting these signals, and it helps to break up the stagnant lymph in the lymphatic system and gets that draining. It also stimulates the circulatory system at the same time. So our lymphatic system is the body's secondary circulatory system. There's actually more fluid in your body, in your lymphatic system, than in your circulatory system. So that's a lot of fluid if you think about it. And that fluid is working with your immune system heavily, and it works as the detox for the tissues. And when cells need to detox and repair and things flow through that, flow through the lymph nodes, which are like little filters that then circulate back through. And when the body determines that it wants to recycle most of it, I want to also give a shout out to the body for a second for being the (laughs) ultimate recycling machine. Yes, Most of that gets flowed back into the circulatory system. And then what it doesn't want gets sent ultimately to the colon. So when we're doing these lymphatic treatments, people all of a sudden may find that they're experiencing all this drainage in their throat or all of a sudden the clearing of their sinuses. I've had clients with asthma start to cough productively and start getting all of this fluid out of their lungs. And when you think about the power of getting these fluids turning over, when we have stagnation in our systems, 
We are creating more opportunity for dis-ease in the body and we're trying to promote wellness. So we want to get that fluid circulating and moving and turned over. And so one thing that's really amazing about this equipment is the research on it suggests that it's about eight manual lymph drainages in one. So it's able to penetrate way deeper through the tissues and really get that fluid circulating and moving through its proper channels so things can ultimately exit through your elimination pathways the way that they're supposed to. And then another service that I offer is the ionic foot bath. Those are really fun. If you've ever had one, then you know that you start out with totally clear water. And by the end of the 30-minute session, the water is going to be some kind of sludge color depending on what's being pulled from your body. So the way that this works is you soak your feet in water that's been ionized, and the largest pores in your body are in the bottom of your feet. So this module is in the water, ionizing the water. Your body is absorbing that charge, creates a polarity. It's like a battery for your body and creates this draw that then pulls toxins back out through the large pores in the bottom of your feet. And then we start to see after the first few minutes, a little bit of a color change, mostly responding to the minerals in the water. And then after about 10, 15 minutes, we start to get this fabulous sludge layer on top and that comes from you. And so there can be green or brown or black or bubbles. It all just depends on what organ systems are being stimulated. And one thing that's really cool about both the lymphatic treatment and the ionic foot bath is that your body continues to detox for the next 24 to 48 hours using your (laughs) pathways of elimination, such as your colon and your bladder for exit transit out of the body. So hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. It's all about turning over and keeping things moving in the body. The body is this fabulous live organism and it is working. It's actually lots of organisms and it is working to constantly be in motion is the way that I think of it. When you have stagnation in any of your systems in the body, you create wonderful opportunity for illness. I have a quick question. Mm -hmm. For the listener... What is ionized water, first off, and why the feet? Those are both great questions. Thank you. (laughs) So ionizing the water is putting negative ions into the water. Okay, how do you do that? What does that mean? So there's this wonderful piece of equipment that is a water module, and the module actually goes down into the water and then emits these negative ions into the water. And the feet, because the largest pores in your body are in the bottom of your feet. So you're able to absorb this charge and then also draw back down and out. Plus, who doesn't like a nice warm foot bath? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell you this story and I want you to tell me what the grossest thing you've ever seen um, (laughs) after a bath is but I'm going to tell you my story just really quickly the first time I ever did this was I think now maybe 15 years ago and they were quite popular and I thought oh you know I'm going to try it everyone's was coming out the same color and I thought okay well this is not gimmicky but there's something going on and it's very similar my color came out a tint of blue. So it was blue water. And I was so curious to why mine was a different color. Because I went in thinking, okay, they're all going to be the same color. Like, And I realized that in that moment, I was like, okay, I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was 19. I've been on medication for 10 years. The medication coding was blue. 
And I thought, oh, this is doing something. This is obviously doing something. So I, I, if anyone is curious in any way on any of these things or services that you offer, I really suggest they reach out to you. And if it's a listener who is not in our area, to reach out to their local um, hydrocolon therapist or people who are offering these types of things. And you're educating, you're communicating with people, you give information to them. And I, th- I think reaching out to you as a source of information could be really, really beneficial. And you're open to doing that, right? You do education things. You're educating the community. You're talking to people, right? Absolutely. Yes. I believe that education is a huge fundamental piece of this. One of the core beliefs that I have is that no one knows your body better than you. Your body is talking to you all the time. The question is, are you listening? Do you know how to listen yet? So a lot of what I try to do is really educate and empower people around their bodies on that it's communicating and help them tune in to how to hear what their body may or may not be telling them. And then work from there. I offer a coaching program to be able to help work with people on their cleanses or if they're looking to maybe pivot in their diet and their lifestyle, ways that they can go about doing that with support and accountability and a back to having a container, a container to learn and explore in because that's what it is. Everyone's body is so uniquely different. And if there's anything I've learned in this line of work, it is that. And like you're talking about with the foot bath, there's going to be things that are going to be similar for a lot of folks. You know, our liver often shows up in people's foot baths. Well, our liver is working overtime all the time for all of us. So when it gives an opportunity for it to do a little release, it will most likely take that opportunity. However, when you have someone that's currently going through a cleansing protocol, their foot baths get extra funky because we're already stirring all that stuff up. It gives it a better opportunity to release pharmaceuticals, as you touched on. It's amazing the differences I see in people's foot baths when they have ongoing pharmaceutical use. Right? Yes. That is definitely an element that shows up. Oh my Um, gosh. As well as candida is another one that when someone's going through a candida protocol or struggling with candida, that really presents itself. So there's all these wonderful tools that we have that we can use to help facilitate our bodies. And when our body is given the opportunity, I just can't reiterate enough, we're always processing this stuff all the time. And our body is the most beautiful, powerful, incredible healing machine. So when given the optimal environment, it goes into overdrive and it starts working to heal and repair and correct itself and the environment around it. So Mm -hmm. let's really take this opportunity to stop and drop in with ourselves and figure out what works most optimally for you, your body, and then work to support it in those ways. Okay, before we leave for break, one question that you did not answer that I threw out there. (laughs) What's the grossest thing you've seen? So it's not the grossest, <laughs> but it's the most I interesting. I shouldn't say that. A Barbie shoe. What? I had a oh, hot you're pink. About through the I'm talking about. Oh, colon. yes. I sorry. I thought you were talking about the foot bath. Oh, no, I've pivoted. Better. No, give me that. So give me that. I was, better. you know, back to our body's ability to hold on to and store stuff and our colon being really stretchy. What? And so I was working with someone and during their session, they had been doing a series and in one of their sessions, all of a sudden this thing came through the line and it was hot pink. It was not the kind of pink that comes in nature. That was an inorganic plastic substance in the shape of a Barbie high-heeled shoe. And I ding, 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 ding. 
happening. Oh, <laughs> there my- it is. I had heard about this. It was my first experience in that world. My mentor talks about Legos. She's had numerous Legos come <gasps> through out of clients over the years that she's been in practice. I still have yet to have my Lego, but I got a Barbie, <laughs> a Barbie shoe. shoe. A um, hot pink Barbie a shoe. A hot pink Barbie shoe. And so, yeah, there's all kinds of fascinating okay, stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Um, you got to go back to this for two seconds. Do we have a second before break? Okay. You've got to go back to this. How long had that been in the colon? Probably I mean, since they were a child. The, how old were they? Well, I guess you can't give too much, but a range. Were they in the 30s? Were they in their 20s? Uh, 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Did you ask them, like, where is this Barbie shoe? Did you swallow this Barbie shoe last week? And they probably said... <laughs> No, I haven't. I don't have any memory of the Barbie shoe, which means that they were a child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the unbelievable. I work with a lot of people. for like 30, 40 years. Yes, absolutely. <gasps> um, I've worked with people who have parasites. I've worked with folks who knew of parasite infections that they had gotten when they were traveling in their early 20s, and these people are in their 40s and 50s, and so and have these ongoing chronic oh, gut issues that they can stem back to this one trip they took to insert all kinds of places. Back to when we start getting into the body and getting into the gut, the stuff that we're able to release and let go of, and people talk about pains that they have in this specific part that they just Mm -hmm. think is normal like oh my gut just is always hurt here and that's just normal for me and then we start doing sessions and then all of a sudden they come in one day and they're like you know I haven't had that pain since our last session that's wonderful as well as the way that pain branches out all our nerves if you think about what's all going on in the gut that's a lot we've got 23 feet of small intestine five and a half feet of large intestine all your reproductive organs your filtration organs muscle fat layer fascia there's a lot happening in a really small space Mm -hmm. so if you think of how smashed together everything has to be in order to all fit there there's a lot going on in a tight region. It's not uncommon for them to experience issues in their back or their hips and notice shifts in those kinds of sensations in their body once they start clearing these blockages, this matter that's been stretched and pushing on their being in these different ways. Do you have any openings in the next two weeks? Because I am so coming to you. Do you know how many marbles I swallowed when I was a kid? I don't know why. I had a fascination with red marbles strange i'm sure someone's gonna email me or call me and tell me psychologically why that just happened but thank you ashton we're gonna take a short break and give a shout out to a local aligned business that i love so very much and i think that you will too Hello, this is Julie Jante from Chumayo Spa in Sunny Blue Lake. I hope you'll stop by and visit us. We offer extraordinary massages, saunas, flotation, overnight accommodations. And I want to tell you a little bit about floating because you may not be familiar with it. Our flotation pool is a sensory deprivation experience. There's 10 inches of water that's heated to about 96 degrees, which is skin temperature. So when you climb in, it feels neither hot nor cold, kind of neutral. The water is saturated with magnesium sulfate, Epsom salts, and it's very buoyant, so you float effortlessly. All the senses quiet, and it's a really powerful tool for health promotion. 
So we hope you'll visit us at Chumayo Spa, 707-668-0101, or the web, chumayo.com, C-H-U-M-A-Y-O.com. We look forward to meeting you. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. That was such a juicy break. I wish we would have kept recording because you gave us so much more information. That could have been a whole nother episode right there. One thing I wanted to ask you was I have come to you a couple times only and we, you know, I didn't ever see anything come out of my colon quite like what you were explaining earlier in the podcast as well as during the break. Can you explain to the listeners kind of what you touched on with us? You need to go through a couple, you know, sessions to see certain things and why that would be the case. And I know everyone's different. Can you elaborate on that a little? Yeah, absolutely. We build stuff in layers. We also release it in layers. So you've spent your lifetime accumulating this stuff to think that we're going to be able to get it all out in the course of one session is just not quite accurate. So what we're going to need to do is go in and do multiple sessions. So in your first session, you're really just kind of getting acquainted with the process. You're learning the flow. Your body's getting used to the sensation of taking on water and holding that and how that works. And then come back for subsequent sessions. And in those follow-up sessions, we're going to be able to take the water a little further and get a little deeper and work a little bit more of that out of your body. And then with those sessions, everyone is different as to what their goals are, what they're trying to do. In general, anywhere from three sessions to about 15 sessions tends to be kind of the range that tends to work best for most people. You want to do those fairly closely together so we're able to kind of pick back up where we left off. And also, one thing that's really amazing about colon hydrotherapy is our colon's a muscle. Mm -hmm. We are strengthening that. We're like taking it to the gym every time we do colonics. So we are able to help to strengthen the peristalsis, which are the muscular contractions that allow for all of your bowel movements to happen. So we're able to kind of get in there, soften, loosen, remove some of those layers, create an opportunity for you to have better absorption, as well as strengthen that muscle. So you're going to be better eliminating on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that you say that. And that visual of your strengthening your muscles and that help, that sounds so amazing. Something came to me just now. You know, This isn't something new. This isn't like a new, I mean, it's a new technology in the way that we're doing it. And I want to touch on that in a moment as well. But this is like an old process, right? Adding water into or some type of herbal combination in a liquid into the colon for cleansing. I mean, this is old. Absolutely. The ancient Egyptians were the first colon hydrotherapists. And then across time and location, cross-culturally, for many, many, many years all over the world, there have been different cultures creating their own forms of enemas or colon hydrotherapy to help to cleanse the colon. It's just the way that you're doing it with your process and your setup. And you can you know, explain all those little things to us. But that is just an easier way for you to do it and a more clinically cleansing way to do it and everything's just super proper. And during our break, we had that question come up of, 
if you don't want to see the things that are coming out of your body, and I was explaining what your machine looks like, can you tell a listener who's never been into hydrocolon therapy space what those machines look like or what they could maybe expect by getting on the table and all those things? Because that can be a little scary for some. Yeah, of course. So the beautiful thing about modern time colon hydrotherapy is that especially the kind of system that I run, I run something that's known as a closed system, which basically means everything is contained within the line. So you're going to just come in, you're going to lay on a massage table, there'll be an insertion that will be done, you do your own insertion, and then water is just slowly going to flow into your body. And then when you're ready to release, you'll let me know, I'll release on the equipment, everything will flow out of your body via gravity and your own natural peristalsis through a line into the equipment, which is kind of a square cube-like piece of machinery. And then in that equipment, there's a view tube where you can look should you choose to. Some people are really into it and they want to look and see what's going on. And then there's other folks where they just want to lay back on the massage table. Look, I have this beautiful scenic screen that allows you to kind of look off into the water with the mountains. So if you want to just close your eyes and get into your own zone in your body or stare into that beautiful piece of art, you're welcome to do that. Or you can watch as all this stuff exits your body. Everything's contained. There's no sound. There's no smell. There's no pushing. And then whenever you feel complete with our process, we're going to do that series of fills and releases multiple times. And then you'll exit off the table and go release in the restroom. And essentially that is what a colon hydrotherapy session looks like. And it's so amazing. It really is amazing. The first time I did it, it felt like it was filling me up, which is exactly what it does. And then it felt like a release. And you were so professional, precise, and warm. And you hold such a great space that I felt very comfortable. And I've known you and that could have added a little bit to it but I think even someone coming to you that doesn't know you right away I think you're holding that space for them too so I really appreciate what you're doing and the services that you're offering for our community because we don't have I mean people come to you from all over right because we don't have this kind of thing around I'm not the only person that offers colon hydrotherapy. However, I am the only person in our area that offers the combinations of services that I do. I'm the only one with the electrolymphatic drainage, as well as the only advanced level IACT colon hydrotherapist in our area that I'm aware of. And the combination of services that I offer are very synergistic. So my most popular service is actually my full body treatment, where you come in, we start with the electrolymphatic drainage, then we do the colonic, and then we end with the ionic foot bath. So they're all very complementary and synergistic Mm -hmm. services, as well as being able to give the body a very gentle yet highly effective way of opening up those various pathways of elimination. We were talking earlier about people coming from Oregon to come down to see you and people coming up from the Bay, because there's nothing like this in between, you know, six hours south and how many hours north? I don't know You know where exactly they're coming from. But a pretty wide spectrum. So I appreciate that. We were going to go into poop shaming. This is a new term for me. I didn't know anything about this. Can you talk to the term, is it poop shaming? Yeah. Can you talk about that? Well, we live in a culture <laughs> that anything having to do with our bowels or our guts is fairly taboo. I mean, I pick upon my own experience of the first time I went to do colonics, I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So really wanting to create a space where people can come and 
be nervous, be apprehensive, get a lot of education. I work really hard to break down for everyone what we're going to do before we do it. That way I'm sure that I'm able to contain their consent and be able to move into our sessions with them feeling as comfortable and at ease as possible to get into this release because it is something that we have had a lot of shame in our culture around. Why do you think this is so? I mean, I think that we just back to the way that what's considered to be proper Mm -hmm. and you know we don't fart we don't poop we don't you know we're supposed to keep all of those things contained even though our bodies are kind of going through this process Mm -hmm. and needing to do them all the time so really having people come in even on my intake form where I'm asking about your bowel habits that's something that's very intimate and very personal for people and that there's can be a bit of embarrassment because of this overall looming poop shame that we have in our culture about our bodies and we just need to open that up that sense of detaching from the body and not having control over the body, not being open about communicating our, about our bodies. And I think people need to be more in tuned with all of those things. And none of these things should be taboo. Like our pooping, the things that we're consuming, the way that we're feeling, you know, all of these things should be an open conversation. And I think that it used to be. Don't you think? I do. I think that it used to be, but it hasn't been for some time now. And that's mm-hmm. really been internalized. You know, one thing that I feel is very common for people to hear is, oh, we are what we eat. And And I agree with that, but only to some degree, because I think about more that we are what we absorb and then we are what we eliminate. And so really being aware of how all of those things play together to create a whole body wellness. Mm -hmm. And I think that even though we have come into this space within our modern times where those things are frowned upon being open and communicative about, it's really important for us to start tapping back into that. I encourage people, look at your poop. Yes. Look at it. There can be great diagnostic information that you can get out of what's going on internally with your body and your systems based off of the things that your body's eliminating. And it just keeps coming back to clearing our channel. And that's really what the name of my business is about. Vital Flow Cleansing Center. It's about tapping into that channel, that vital flow that I believe lives within all of us. And we just need to better access it. Absolutely. So this leads me into asking you, we are creating a superhuman, you and I. What would you suggest their self-care recipe would be for listeners who are wanting to really get that from today's podcast? It all starts within. Love yourself. Listen to yourself. Work one with your body and give yourself freedom to explore that because What's going to work for you, superhuman, might not work for some other superhuman. And really giving yourself the space to explore that. Be gentle with yourself when things show up. You know, welcome them, investigate them, and then release them as much as possible. Feed yourself really well. And in the times where you want to enjoy being human and maybe you're going to indulge in that thing, go ahead and enjoy and indulge in it and don't wrap too much shame up around it acknowledge what you're putting into your body and try to love it as best as you possibly can. Oh, those are perfect. Is that what you do for yourself? One of the biggest self-care things that I do, I try to feed myself very well. I back to believing so wholly in what we eat and what we absorb. And so I try to eat a very nutrient-rich diet, but I also do allow myself to be human sometimes and indulge in the pleasures of life. 
I also try to listen to my body. When my body tells me to rest, I try to give it that rest. There was a time in my life where I can be very like driven and goal oriented and do, 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 do. But sometimes that's not what the body needs. Sometimes the body just needs a nap Mm -hmm. or to sleep in or to rest or to write or to dance or to move. And so I try to just honor my being as much as I can wherever it's at. I love that. That's wonderful, wonderful information for the listeners. So we're coming to the end of a podcast. You have been an amazing guest. And I'm serious when saying that you need to come and be part of the HHP program next year and educate us because we could have spent hours with you talking about gut health. You just are an amazing source of information. Do you know what time it is, Ashton? It is tarot reading time (laughs) so if you've um heard the podcast before you know that we do a tarot reading at the very end of the podcast and so i will let you have these cards you can look at them you can hand scan them you can choose however you want and find the card that fits you best i will play the singing bowl for you while you're meditating on which card is the best for you and when you find one you can let me know that you found it good because I was just getting into a rhythm. <laughs> did you find something good? I tell the, did. Tell the listeners what, um, or you can describe the picture on the front if you'd like. It says, take steps to get healthy. Well, there you go. And it is this beautiful staircase. There is this lovely sunshine and kind of tree and airflow and flowers. It's a really beautiful card. And it says, today's lesson Think about one aspect of your physical health that you've been neglecting or avoiding and ask yourself why you've been doing so. Perhaps your diet needs to change or you know you need to exercise more. Your goal, by the end of the day, commit to a new step or identify why you're choosing to sabotage your healing. How do you feel that that resonates with your message today? I think that that's exactly what my message is. I think that it's all about starting your journey and your process, no matter where that is. Maybe you're at the very beginning of a journey you didn't even know you were going to go on, or maybe you're deep into the thick of it because no matter how educated or clean or clear your being is, we're always under this constant state of evolutionary growth. So what's showing up for you here now today is always fresh and new and exciting. So I think that this is wonderful. I do too. I think it's absolutely perfect. If the listeners would like to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Give us a list of different social media platforms or where we can find you if we want to reach out. So I have a website. It's vitalflowcleansing.com. You can also find me on social media through Instagram at vitalflowcleansing or vitalflowcleansing on Facebook. Well, that's pretty easy. Thank you seriously so much, Ashton. I hope that we get to communicate even more after this podcast because you've just been amazing and super inspiring. And thank you listeners so much for taking time to tune in with us today. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day. And let's try to make this your very best life ever. Dilly
This episode has been brought to you by Turmeric Golden Milk.